welcome to the Community Champions podcast. So this week I want to chat to you about really what makes your group, your community unique. And the obvious answer to that is the only thing that can make it unique is you. But often we underestimate that and we believe that it's all around the niche or all around our members. But actually, the group, how it survives, if it's engaged, if it succeeds, is really based more around you. So that's what I want to talk about and remind you today. And next week's episode is an interview, an interview episode with uh, Sarah Aspinall, who has an amazing paid online ballet membership. And so this episode is going to feed well into that because what I'm going to say to you is that you know what you do is not unique in its topic. There will be other people who have a group for that thing. There are other people that run groups around ballet. There are other people that run groups around nutrition, around teaching, around children, parents, Uh, languages, weddings. You are not the only person. But what you want is that they feel that what happens in your classroom, in your space, in your community is unique and that they identify with that, they feel comfortable with that and they know that you're their person. So often I talk about we don't want to necessarily be selling our services. We want to be thinking about selling ourselves as being the right person to teach them whatever it is or help or support them, rather than focusing on selling the actual service itself. And really, that's what your community is all about. It's about sharing who you are, what they can expect if they work with you, a little slice, a little teaser of your personality. Because if I'm going to sign up for something, And I'm going to work with that person, maybe like Sarah, you've got a membership and, you know, paid memberships are really popular. If you've got a paid membership, you don't want people to come in for a couple of weeks, feel like the atmosphere is flat or, you know, something that was said in there was like, oh, that didn't really feel like me. And then leave again. We want people to see the real us so they know what they're going to get. They may be working with you for six months on a program, you know, like, Sarah's going to talk about her membership she you know she has a great retention rate she's going to talk about how she keeps that retention high and why she thinks that you know it's rare that she has people leave those things are around the community that you create and the person that you are as the host to bring all of that together and that is unique to you the title of this is you know everything else they can google We know they can. If people want to know how our Facebook group works, they can Google it. If people want to know the best recipe for, um, you know, a Chinese something or a Thai something, they can Google it. Somebody who I want to, who's in my group, who I want to get on here and interview, they've got like 47,000 people in a, um, a Thai cooking community. We could Google Thai recipes. But the reason they're in the community is because of the people that run it, the things that are spoken about in there, how it makes them feel being in there, the other people they can communicate and connect with. And that's what's unique. 
So I've also had a couple of things that happened just this morning that have also reminded me, I was I was going to record this, but have also reminded me. Somebody saying, you know, do you let competitors in your group? Yeah, I do. I mean, because nobody does what I do the way I do it. So there is a crossover. Some of the people I've got in my group, there's a crossover with what they teach. They teach things similar to me, maybe around memberships, maybe around conversations, maybe around Facebook groups. They teach similar things, but they don't teach what I teach the way I teach it. And that's what's unique. And that's what I have to share and impress on other people and show them what they can expect from me, not what they can expect from my course. My sales page will do that. And the other thing that I get people worrying about is if they sharing too much of themselves, won't people get bored? That's not what they came in here for. They didn't come into my community to hear all about me. Well, actually, you know, I would probably just say they did because they came in to find out some tips maybe. But actually what they really want to know is, are you somebody they could connect with? Somebody they trust, somebody they could work with, somebody that's believable, somebody that speaks at a pace that they can understand, somebody that gives a little bit more support than the average Googling of something is going to get them. That's what they want. You know, it's not always about your content. It's not always about the content of your course. Sometimes it's around some accountability, somebody being there, somebody showing up. So how you behave in your free community, how you treat people, how you show up, uh, if you laugh a lot, if you smile, if you share little anecdotes, if you're easy to understand, all of those things are really important and they can only get those by you sharing more of you. And you don't have to share everything. I don't share everything. I'm not somebody that is on social media 24-7. I am not somebody that is always posting pictures of everything that I'm doing at the weekend or sharing loads of stories, things like that. You know, I've said before, not a huge fan of social media. But what I am a fan of is building a community and building those connections with people. Those connections come from us sharing who we really are and our thoughts. And this is something that's really important. Think about your thoughts. You can't Google those. You can't Google thoughts and feelings. You can't Google intuition. What are you feeling today? Good? Stressed? Busy? What's going on? What is your intuition in your group, in your community? What people need? That doesn't come from Googling. When we listen to our community, we learn to understand what they need and then we can provide that for them. And that might sound a little bit like the kind of AI stuff that's out there. And I'm a fan of it. Um, I'm definitely a fan of it. But actually, you know, it can give us some copy. It can help us out with stuff. I use it to shorten things. So when I've got transcripts or some content, I'll be like, could you just you know, just put it into that, just shorten this, please. So it's my work, my writing, but they shorten it, condensing it is really good. But the limits on those kinds of things are that they're not a real person. They're not the real you. They don't have personality. So the more you're able to show personality, the more you're able to connect with people on the everyday stuff that's important. You know, putting the washing out today This is exactly what I'm talking about. Putting the washing out today, it is really windy out there. And I have put the towels out there. 
knowing that they're going to go hard and crispy and not be that nice to probably dry myself on when they would be lovely if I put them in the tumble dryer. I'm not going to waste the electricity and the energy on putting them in the tumble dryer. I'm going to hang them out and I'm going to enjoy the fact that they're a bit hard and uh, air dried when I use them and think, oh, that's brilliant. You know, I've the power of uh, of wind. If I share that kind of thing in my group, I've shared something today in my group about courgettes I have for lunch. I've had more comments on that post than I have when I was talking about something to do with Facebook. That's real. That's what we connect over. As I'm talking about that, you're already thinking, oh yeah, the dry towel thing, all that dilemma. I mean, you might not be. We might not be connecting over that, but that's one of my, there's a genuine thing that happened today. And because it's genuine, because it was something I was feeling, because it was something I was doing, it was a thought process of mine, pretty much people in my group, in my community, are going to go, oh yeah, that happened to me too. And that's something that we can all quickly, that kind of um, relatable stuff brings us close together, fast tracks that relationship. Them thinking, yeah, that's the sort of thing I do. That's my kind of person. Somebody I was in their group and I... You know, when you join a new group or a new community and you're not sure that you fit or who the person is, who's the owner and what is it they're offering and do you comment a lot or will they reply? And, you know, when you're in a new community and this person started talking about a chain of hotels that I had been to one for lunch. And as soon as they started talking about it, I was like, oh, you're my person. Like I'm instantly more likely to buy their stuff because I knew of this chain of hotels called the Pig Hotels. And I was instantly like, oh, yeah, I've been there for lunch. That's great. Oh, this person's kind of, you know, hosting an event near there or doing something. Uh, They're my kind of person. Then perhaps somebody else who was just talking about their niche a lot, and I didn't really feel like I connected or got to know them. Those things are important. So remember, they can Google everything else but you. You are the key. You are unique. Your competition cannot be you. So the more you share of that, the better it will be for you. Don't worry about your competition. Just be more you. Be more honest. Use your intuition. Use your feelings. Use your thoughts. Nobody else can do that. Google AI. It can't be that person that the real you is deep down. So embrace it. Test it push it, even if you're feeling a bit like, I don't really want to talk about the fact that I had courgettes for lunch, then don't. But one day you might think, hey, I'm just going to see, does everybody in my group love Marmite or do they hate Marmite? I'm just going to ask that question and just see. And when you get the response, let me know. These are the kinds of things I do in my subscription group all of the time. And people are always like, oh, I hate those kinds of posts. I'm like, just try them because they're important types of posts because they just make people feel safe and they're really quick and easy and just see, you know, we're not forcing anybody to reply on anything, but those are the ones that make us real. So that's it. I want to ramble into the next subject. Uh, I do have the paid podcast. It's £10. They add tax on top of that a month and you get a 30 minute private podcast that comes directly to you for that once a week that has five tasks, five things that I tell you to give a go things to post, things to try, things to talk about in your community. Every single week, there's five of those. So the link should be in the notes if you want to get involved. And if you want a little bit more focus of me in your ear for 30 minutes, the private podcast is where we take a bit more action and we delve a bit deeper. So yeah, that's it for this week. Hope you've enjoyed it. Remember next week, 
uh, Sarah Aspinall, Breaking Ballet, is going to tell us about how she maintains and develops her fabulous paid membership. And I know a lot of you are interested in paid memberships. They are really popular, but actually they're really hard. They're really hard. They test you on all sorts of levels. So Sarah's got some great tips for you next week. Okay, have a good rest of your week. Bye.